Hey, what's good fam? This is Pastor G. And over the weekend, I got with a friend who was visiting from out of town. And we were having lunch and, you know, we were talking. He works in the school system. And he shared that he had come across a group of fifth graders. He's in elementary school, uh, meaning 10-year-olds who were caught vaping a fruit-flavored type of cannabis. Now, I'm aware that there are a wide range of folks who fall on different sides of the issue as it relates to cannabis use. But a 10 year old's brain has not even come close to developing. And so introducing cannabis and vaping at that age, it just I think that there's something fundamentally wrong with that. You know, those who are adults, they have the ability to make decisions about their bodies and their minds. But a 10 year old. And so as we talked, I thought to myself, I doubt that those fifth graders just woke up one day with vaping cannabis on their mind. You know, I believe that at least one of them at some point in time had been influenced by somebody. You know, maybe they'd been exposed to it in the apartment building or maybe an older sibling or parent may have been partaking either intentionally or unintentionally in front of them. Maybe they saw it randomly on the street because the older cool kids were doing it. I don't know, but I'm pretty certain that somebody influenced them. You know, we often forget, you know, how much power we have when it comes to influencing others. And so today we're going to talk about I'm an influencer coming up next on the trifling lines. All right, today we're going to take a look at Romans chapter 12 verses 6 through 8. That is Romans chapter 12 verses 6 through 8. And the word of God says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And so there are three things we're going to take a look at today, fam. And the first of those is that we must recognize our influential traits. We must recognize our influential traits. I don't care who you are. You are influencing somebody somehow. Verse six says we have different gifts according to the grace given each of us. And so what this is saying is that God in his grace has given us a gift. Now, the word for gift is charisma. And what charisma means, it means a spiritual endowment. It means the ability to do something based upon spiritual power. Let me break it down a little bit more. It means that the thing that you do that comes naturally, but it isn't necessarily common, is that charisma. It's the gift. It's the thing that we possess that gives us the power to influence others. 
someone like a Michael Jordan was he he's naturally gifted at what he does. And so, you know, that's that's that charisma. It's that platform that he was given in order to be able to influence others. So verse six says, if your gift is prophesying, which isn't necessarily forecasting the future as much as it's revealing something to somebody that they may not be aware of. So if prophesying is your gift, recognize it and use it because it influences. You don't you don't necessarily have to hit folks with the whole God told me to tell you, but but in the process of talking to somebody, in the process of having a conversation with them, you recognize something about their situation. God drops something in your spirit about their situation. And that nugget of information doesn't come from you. And so you share it with them and it's like a light bulb goes off. If your charisma is serving, maybe you're a phenomenal planner or organizer. And so you use that gift to help others who aren't as gifted in that area. If your charisma is breaking complex topics down into simpler, easier or easily digestible bites, then your gift is teaching. Use it to influence. If you always have a positive word to give, then help reassure others about themselves. Influence them to be more confident. You, family, must recognize your influential traits. So we must recognize our influential traits. And they're different for all of us. What may be mine aren't necessarily yours. But... Just as those fifth graders probably had someone around who was influential and influenced them the wrong way. Well, it becomes clear that not all influential traits are good ones. And that brings us to our second point, which is we must restrain our ill-advised training. We must restrain our ill-advised training. So have you ever looked at somebody and said, if only they use their powers for good? You ever watch somebody who's brilliant and they use every waking moment to plan, prepare and plot to find a way to do the wrong thing? I refer to that as ill-advised training. Why? Because when we influence others, especially kids, whether they be our kids, godchildren, little cousins, little homies from around the way, underclassmen, neophytes, a younger fraternity or sorority members. When we influence them, we are literally training them in either positive or negative ways. Now, the hope is to have positive and productive impact or training in their lives. But sometimes we allow our own toxicity, our own hurts, you know, our own piss poor training that we receive from somebody else to become the framework for ill advised improper training for others. You know, I've seen some of the dumbest challenges that catch like wildfire through social media. We must restrain or hold back ill advised training. Verse eight says, if your gift is to lead, if your charisma is to lead, do it diligently. What are we training others to do through our influence? Are we causing others to enter into toxic relationships because of our influence? Are we staying in a toxic relationship with someone all the while 
inadvertently teaching a girl that it's okay. It's all right to be beaten by her partner while at the exact same time teaching a young boy that it's okay to be an aggressor towards women. Are we influencing someone who's in a marriage because we're single to come on out and hang out all night and go to certain places where we'll meet certain types of people and then lead them straight into a place of divorce? Yeah, I know they're grown and I know they should know better. But what type of influence are we having? Our actions, our words, our charisma, our lives are powerful. And so we must recognize our influential traits Because we have them, but we must also restrain our ill-advised training, the things that we negatively influence people with. And then finally, our third point is we must radiate his immeasurable thoughtfulness. We must radiate his immeasurable thoughtfulness. Well, somebody may be saying, well, well, I don't plan on living my life based on what people think about me. I ain't trying to be nobody's role model and be put in a box. But think about it. God is not beholden to what we think of him. He's not trying to twist himself into a pretzel to try to conform to our thoughts of who he should be or what he should be doing or what he should be about. God is going to God, meaning God's going to be who he is, whether you like it, agree with it, love it. Subscribe to it. Believe it. It just is what it is. Yet creation and history has been molded around God's immeasurable thoughtfulness when it comes to humankind. God always has us on the brain. Everything has been formed around fostering our relationship with him. And so we must radiate that same level of thoughtfulness when it comes to the people who are around us. So the question is asked, how are my actions, my words, my mindset impacting others? So while we're living our best life, while we're conducting business, while we're posting memes and pics, while we're sending our own public service announcements, you know, via our social media, while we're presenting our opinion, are we radiating his immeasurable thoughtfulness? So don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that we ought to live our lives based on the thoughts, beliefs and supports of others. I'm not saying that because I I believe in marching to my own drum. But what I am saying is that it's possible to be who you are, just like God is, while also always keeping others in mind. When we start tripping, God could end us immediately. He doesn't compromise who he is, but he acts based on what I would like to call an overarching love. And sometimes that love is pleasant and other times it hurts, but he always seeks to influence us to be better. He always seeks to influence us to have a better experience of life with him. So God has an immeasurable thoughtfulness. And we must radiate his immeasurable thoughtfulness when it comes to others. Heavenly Father, we come before you now asking that you would help us to be our brother's keeper, to pay close attention to how we influence everybody that we come into contact with, whether they be classmates or coworkers, whether they be family members or neighbors and even total strangers. We all have gifts, that charisma 
Help us to recognize our charisma, those things that we do naturally through your spirit to be impactful. Help us to restrain those negative or toxic things that could influence others if we're not careful. We've all experienced we've all experienced things in our lives that have wounded us, that have hurt us, that that if we're not careful, we might use to inflict negative experiences on others. Help us to be thoughtful and mindful of how we live so that we might radiate your immeasurable thoughtfulness. We understand on this day, Heavenly Father, that we are an influencer. Help us to influence as best we possibly can. Finally, Lord, we know, as always, that we've made some mistakes. We've done some things wrong. We've said no to you. We've ignored your spirit. We've failed somehow. And yet, we're still alive to be able to repent for it and turn around from it. We ask that you give us yet another opportunity to be reconciled to you. We ask that you would wrap your arms around us yet again, letting us know that everything's okay, that you're still sitting on the throne, that you still love us, that you still have all power, that you haven't forgotten or forsaken us, that you still got our backs. And Lord, when you do this, we'll be so grateful and thankful and be certain to do our best to live for you from this point forward. All of this we ask in your son and our savior, Jesus Christ's name. And all of the trifling ones said, Amen. Amen.